Chapter 7 of the Hollow Tree Snowed In Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Hollow Tree Snowed In Book by Albert Bigelow Payne. The Third Snowed In Story. Mr. Rabbit tells some interesting family history. The little lady waited until the storyteller had lit his pipe and sat looking into the great open fire, where there was a hickory log so big that it had taken the storyteller and the little lady's mother with two pairs of ice tongs to drag it to the hearth and get it into place. Pretty soon the little lady had crept in between the storyteller's knees. Then, in another minute, she was on one of his knees, helping him rock. There, she said, did Mr. Rabbit tell his story next? He promised to tell about losing his tail, you know? The storyteller took his pipe from his mouth a moment and sat thinking and gazing at the big log, which perhaps reminded him of one of the limbs of the hollow tree, where the coon and possum and the old black crow lived and had their friends visit that long-ago snowy Christmas time. Why, yes, he said, that's so. Mr. Rabbit did tell that story. When Mr. Coon got through telling how he came near getting into a menagerie, they all said that it certainly was a very narrow escape. And Mr. Coon said he shouldn't wonder if the menagerie had to quit business, just because he wasn't in it. And Mr. Possum said he thought if anything would save a menagerie, that would, for it would keep them from being eaten out of house and home. Then Mr. Coon said that if that was so, Mr. Possum had saved at least three menageries by staying right where he was in the big deep woods. This made Mr. Squirrel and Mr. Robin laugh, and the rest wonder what those two gigglers had noticed that was funny. Then they all knocked the ashes out of their pipes again and walked over to the window and looked at the snow banking up outside and piling up on the bare limbs of the big trees they said how early it got dark this time of year especially on a cloudy day and pretty soon mr crow said they had just about time for one more story before supper and that mr rabbit ought to tell now about how a long time ago his family had lost their tails mr rabbit didn't seem to feel very anxious to tell it but they told him that he had promised and that now was as good a time as any so they went back and sat down and mr rabbit told them the true story of the hare and the tortoise and how jack rabbit lost his tail once upon a time he said a great many great-grandfathers back my family had long bushy tails like mr squirrel and mr fox only a good deal longer and finer and softer and very handsome when mr rabbit said that mr squirrel sniffed and twitched his nose and gave his nice bushy tail a flirt but he didn't say anything mr rabbit went right on well there was one fine handsome rabbit who had the longest and plumpiest tail of any of the family and was very proud of it he was my twentieth seventh great-grandfather and was called mr hare he was young and smart then and thought he was a good deal smarter than he really was though he was smart enough and handsome enough to set the style for all the other rabbits and not much ever happened to him because he could be anything running that there was in the big deep woods that twenty-seventh great-grandfather of mine was very proud of his running and used to brag that in a foot-race he could beat anything that lived between the wide grass lands and the edge of the world he used to talk about it to almost everybody that came along and one day when he met one of the turtle family who used to be called mr tortoise in those days he stopped and began to brag to him how fast he could run and how nobody in the big deep woods dared to race with him 
but mr turtle he just smiled a little and said oh pshaw you can't run very fast i believe i can beat you myself well that did make grandfather hare laugh and made him a little mad too you he said why i'll give you within ten yards of that rail fence of mr man's half a mile away and then meet you across it just travel along and sometime this afternoon when you get down that way i'll come back and let you see me go by but you'll have to look quick if you see me for i'll be going fast but mr tortoise said he didn't want any start at all and that he was ready to begin the race right then and that made grandpa hare laugh so loud that mr fox heard him as he was passing and came over to see what the fun was then he said that he hadn't much to do for a few minutes and that he stayed and act as a judge he thought a race like that wouldn't last long and it didn't though it wasn't at all the kind of race he had expected well he put mr tortoise and my twenty-seventh great-grandfather side by side and then he stood off and said go and thought it would all be over in a minute grandpa hare gave one great big leap about twenty feet long and then stopped he was in no hurry and he wanted to have some fun with mr tortoise he looked around to where mr tortoise was coming straddling and panting along and he laughed and rolled over to see how solemn he looked and how he was traveling as if he meant to get somewhere before dark he was down on all fours so he could use all his legs at once and anybody would think to look at him that he really expected to win that race the more my grandpa hare looked at him the more he laughed and then he would make another long leap forward and stop and look back and wait for mr tortoise to catch up again then he would call to him or maybe go back and take a rounding on him and say come along there old tobacco box are you tied to something mr fox would laugh a good deal too and he told my ancestor to go on and finish the race that he couldn't wait around there all day and pretty soon he said if they were going to fool along like that he'd just go down to the fence and take a nap till they got there and for grandpa rabbit to call to him when he really started to come so he could wake up and judge the finish mr fox had looped away to the fence and lay down and went to sleep in the shade and grandpa hare thought it would be fun to pretend to be asleep too i've heard a story told about it that says that he really did go to sleep and that mr tortoise went by and got to the fence before he woke up but that is not the way it happened my twenty-seventh great-grandfather was too smart to go to sleep and even if he had gone to sleep mr tortoise made enough noise pawing and scratching along through the grass and gravel to wake up forty of our family my ancestor would wait until he came grinding along and got up even with him then suddenly he sat up as if he'd been awake out of a nice dream and say hello old coffee mill what do you want to wake me up for when i'm trying to get a nap then he would laugh a big laugh and make another leap and lie down and pretend again with his fine plumpy tail very handsome in the sun but grandpa hare carried the joke a little too far he kept letting mr tortoise get up a little closer and closer every time until mr tortoise would almost step on him before he would move and that was just when mr tortoise wanted it 
for about the next time he came along he came right up behind my ancestor but instead of stepping on him he gave his head a quick snap just as if he were catching fish and grabbed my grandpa hair by that beautiful plumpy tail and held on and pinched and my ancestor gave a squeal and a holler and set out for the rail fence telling his troubles as he came mr fox had gone sound asleep and didn't hear the rumpus at first and when he did he thought grandpa was just calling to him to wake up and be ready to judge the race so he sat up quick and watched them come he saw my twenty-seventh great-grandfather sailing along just touching the highest points with something that looked like an old black wash pan tied to his tail when mr fox saw what it was he just laid down and laughed and rolled over and then hopped up on the top rail and called out all right i'm awake mr hare come right along mr hare you'll be him yet then he saw my ancestor stop and shake himself and paw and roll over to try to get mr tortoise loose which of course he couldn't do for as we all know whenever any of the turtle family get a grip they never let go till it thunders and this was a bright day so pretty soon grandpa was up and running again with mr tortoise sailing out behind and mr fox laughing to see them come and calling out come right along mr hare come right along you'll be him yet but mr fox made a mistake about that grandpa hare was really ahead of course when he came down the home stretch but when he got pretty close to the fence he made one more try to get mr tortoise loose and gave himself and his tail a great big swing and mr tortoise didn't let go quite quick enough and off came my twenty-seventh great-grandfather's beautiful plumpy tail and away went mr tortoise with it cleared over the top rail of the fence and landed in a brier patch on the other side well grandpa hare was in such a state as you never heard of he forgot all about the race at first and just raved about his great loss and borrowed mr fox's handkerchief to tie up what was left and said that he never in the world could show his face before folks again and mr fox stopped laughing as soon as he could and was really quite sorry for him and even mr tortoise looked through the fence and asked if he didn't think it could be sliced and be almost as good as ever he said he hadn't meant to commit any damage and that he hoped mr hare would live to forgive him and that now there was no reason why my grandpa shouldn't beat him in the next race then my ancestor remembered about the race and forgot his other loss for a minute and declared that mr tortoise didn't win the race at all that he couldn't have covered that much ground in a half a day alone and he asked mr fox if he was going to let that great straddled bug ruin his reputation for speed and make him the laughing stock of the big deep woods besides all the other damage he had done then mr fox scratched his head and thought about it and he said he didn't see how he could help giving the race to mr tortoise for it was to be the first one across the fence and that mr tortoise was certainly the first one across and that he had gone over the top rail in style well that made grandpa hare madder than ever he didn't say another word but just picked up his property that mr tortoise handed him through the fence and set out for home by a back way studying what he ought to do to keep everybody from laughing at him and thinking that if he didn't do something he'd have to leave the country or drown himself for he had always been so proud that if people laughed at him he knew he could never show his face again and that said mr rabbit is the true story of that old race between the hare and the tortoise and of how the first rabbit came to lose his tail i've never told it before and none of my family ever did but so many stories have been told about the way those things happen that we might just as well have this one 
which is the only true one so far as I know. Then Mr. Rabbit lit his pipe and leaned back and smoked. Mr. Dog said it was a fine story, and he wished he could have seen that race. And Mr. Turtle looked as if he wanted to say something, and did open his mouth to say it. But Mr. Crow spoke up and asked what happened after that to Mr. Rabbit's 27th great-grandfather, and how it was that the rest of the rabbits had short tails too. Then Mr. Rabbit said that that was another story, and Mr. Squirrel and Mr. Robin wanted him to tell it right away. But Mr. Crow said they better have supper now and Mr. Possum thought that was a good plan, and Mr. Coon too, and then they all hurried around to get up some sticks of wood from downstairs and to set the table and everybody helped so they could get through early and have a nice long evening, and all the time the snow was coming down outside and piling higher and higher, and they were being snowed in without knowing it, for it was getting too dark to see much when they tried again to look out the window through the gloom of the big deep woods. End of chapter 7